Lisa Carmody here and welcome to Lisa's Wedding World, a podcast for brides, bridesmaids, wedding guests or those who simply love weddings. With over 12 years experience in the bridal industry, Sandra Gillen is one of Ireland's top bridal makeup artists and has also painted the faces of some of Ireland's leading personalities as a makeup artist on RTE's Dancing with the Stars. Sandra chats to me today about her bridal tips and how she has steered her business into the virtual world. I do hope you enjoy this episode of Lisa's Wedding World. Sandra, thank you for joining me today on my podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited because this is my first podcast as well. Oh, yay. So I'm thrilled that you said yes. And obviously we know each other a couple of years, so I wanted to have some familiar faces to my life on the podcast and I know people have always said to you you have a voice for radio so I hope that this goes down a treat. Yeah well people do actually say that to me when I go on my um, I call them my Sandra Soul sessions on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) The need to talk about like what's happening around me and in my life and stuff and they just say all the time you have such a calming voice so I hope that does translate now in a podcast as well. Now, we will come to all things makeup soon, but this is a wedding podcast. So I have to ask, can you tell us a little bit about your own wedding day? My own wedding day was basically one of the biggest parties of my life. I was 24 when I got married. I had two kids. I was a bit of a mad joke, really, when I think back, because the year I got married, I had a baby in January. I had just moved into my new build and... Six months later, I got married. So it was a whirlwind. Busy year. Now, I suppose I'm one of those people that kind of just takes everything in their stride. So I didn't put a huge amount of thought into it because it was really all about myself and Stephen and just our wedding day and getting married and the ceremony. The mass like meant a lot to me. And then I suppose like just with friends and family and stuff, it was a case of just having everybody there together on the big day. So there wasn't a huge amount of finer details, but you're talking about 13 years ago. There wasn't as much that time as there is now. Mm-hmm. And it is all about who's there on the day. That's what makes your wedding at the end of the day. So I say to brides all the time, don't get caught up in these finer details because you have to remember at the end of the day, you were the girl that was like, you got engaged, you were so excited to get married. And like the bigger things obviously are the quickest things to book and get done. And then it's the smaller details, the nitty gritty that I think can kind of bog people down a small bit. So I think it's just very important to remember why you're doing what you're doing. That is really important. And talking about makeup then, did you do your own makeup on your wedding day or were you in the bridal makeup space then? I did actually. I um, It was kind of around that time that I started and I suppose that's where my love for it grew. I just loved that feeling of the buzz that was there the morning of the wedding. Now I wanted to do my own makeup anyway, so that was always going to happen. But I actually did all of my four bridesmaids as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Did you find that calming though, that you having kind of, I suppose, that bit of control over their makeup also calmed you on the morning of? Absolutely not. Like it was the most <laughs> ridiculous thing that I ever did. If like, I, it, I, it probably would be the only thing that I could change about my wedding. If I could go back, I would have mm. kind of relinquished a little bit more of the control that I felt I needed to have over everything. And just mm. given that to somebody 
who is a professional and who knows what they're doing because that's the advice that I give brides now. So yeah, I, I think if I was getting married next week, I'd probably still want to do my own. Um, mm-hmm. But I would prefer Just to have somebody there to, yeah, to enjoy mm-hmm. that time with the girls. And that's funny when you say about, I suppose, kind of delegating. That's one thing that Chevelle on my last episode said as well, how she felt like she needed to kind of control everything and know everything. And, and it wasn't until the day before the wedding that she kind of gave over some of that control to other people and delegating. And there you were saying it kind of similarly that that's really important. The brides feel the need that they can ask for help or, you know, give people jobs because they need to enjoy the day as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because you do majority of the planning and I suppose you're in control of everything up until maybe a couple of weeks before the wedding. And I think it's something that can kind of trigger those nerves as well in brides is when people start saying, oh, I'll do that or I'll do that. And and you've done so much up to that point to yourself mm-hmm. that you almost feel like people are taking over when in actual fact, they're trying to help you so that you'll enjoy the time more yourself. Mm-hmm. And I do say that to brides all the time, especially the morning of the wedding, everything should be done. And anything that's not done is a small detail and let somebody else take care of it that you don't need to know about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. By the time you get to that day, they have the majority of the planning done. So it's time to to enjoy the, the pampering and, and getting their hair and makeup done. So how I know you said you started kind of around the time of your wedding on makeup. Was it your own wedding that kind of solidified, okay, I'm going to be a bridal makeup artist or how did you kind of go about that? Did you train with other makeup artists or I suppose, how did you know bridal makeup was for you? So basically after that, I went and I did my training. So I went to the School of Makeup Artistry here in Galway and I got my diploma, finished that. And around the time that I was finishing up and graduating, the girl that actually runs the school, Katie Power, the school was really taken off. It was like grown wings. So it was. And she had been covering bridal makeup, but she actually didn't have time to give to it because the school was just doing so well. So she asked me, would I like to take over her bridal makeup on a percentage basis and just to get my kind of name out there? And it's like, normally it would take people two, three years to get their name out there. Whereas within the first six months, I had weddings coming in after weddings. So after about a year of Katie's assistance I suppose in helping me get my name out there I just took off then on my own. Brilliant and for anyone who doesn't know you are based in Galway so do you I suppose travel outside of Galway or or how far afield do you go for when you are doing weddings? I'll travel like I mean I will do weddings abroad if I'm asked I do nationwide like I know next year I actually have quite a huge not a huge amount, but I would be doing weddings in Kilkenny, Tipperary, Cork, Kildare, Cavan. Whereas before I tried to kind of keep them in the West as much as I could, I suppose, for travel's mm-hmm. sake. But when the demand is there, you kind of just have to go with it. And I think a lot of suppliers now are like that. It was always very kind of region based with suppliers, but now they're all opening up to kind of national levels. People will go wherever they need to go. And I think even for brides and grooms, they'll pay for a supplier if they really want them, regardless of, of where they're from. I mean, some I've seen Irish weddings having their photographer coming from the UK or weddings abroad taking Irish suppliers over. So I think it's once somebody finds a supplier they really want, they don't care, you know, how how far they have to travel. Yeah, I do. And I agree. And I think it's very important as well that you are happy with your suppliers. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, they're the people that are going to keep the day in check and in line for you and what you're left with from your mm-hmm. wedding day is what they're going to give you, their service. So 
if it's like your wedding dress, you're going to look at that in a photo album for the rest of your life by a photographer that you have to allow guide you through the day. And the same with your makeup artist and your hair. These are all the elements that you are left mm. with in your memory. Mm-hmm. So they have to be right. So you have to trust those people to help you bring that vision, I suppose, into a reality. And that's why I think people don't mind booking people who may be the other end of the country or bringing people from their own country abroad because that way at least you know you're in safe hands Mm -hmm, exactly and you spend so much time with bridal parties on the morning of the wedding as well you know everybody wants to feel comfortable and that's you don't want to be in a room with people that you mightn't like their personality well you're stuck with them on the morning if they're doing five faces of makeup so you need a good relationship there as well and it's important that I suppose the dynamic that you bring to their house and that that they have within the house all gels together so that there's a good vibe in the house the morning of the wedding yeah I think you know what the great thing this is like people give out about social media a lot but this is one of the good sides of it whereby you can follow those people for a while see are they your kind of person because at the end of the day yes you might like somebody's style of makeup but your personalities may clash and Mm -hmm. all that is part of kind of that memory making process like you don't want somebody in your house the morning of your wedding that you don't feel very comfortable with or you Mm -hmm. feel is kind of bossing you about and do this and do that like the whole morning is supposed to be completely relaxed I probably bring that element as well to the house in the sense that I'm very laid back. I have four kids, so I don't do the whole panic situation. No matter how big or how small the problem may be, I'll always just approach it with a very relaxed, calm type of, I don't know, you know what I'm trying to say? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So like I've had to sew brides into their dresses I've had to do all sorts of things like had bridesmaids literally have tan problems before they walk out the door so you don't want somebody there that's going to make a small problem even Mm -hmm. bigger just by the way they react so I think it is very important to kind of look at all elements of the people that you're you're booking to Mm -hmm. provide these services for you definitely and speaking of Instagram obviously that is influencing a lot of people to maybe try out makeup looks at home have you seen a change in the kind of 12 13 years that you're doing makeup in what brides are looking for with that influence coming from Instagram or Pinterest or or even celebrities Um, what I will say is the whole idea of bridal makeup has always kind of been fresh barely there minimal Um, And I don't think that has changed a huge amount in that it's very, it's probably very skin orientated now. It's all about your base, Mm. about your gorgeous, flawless finish. People still stick to something very neutral when it comes to their lips. I think they kind of, they don't follow a trend in that sense, like because trends can be so strong in like we say wedding dresses, it might be lace or it might be silk. Whereas with your makeup it's more what are you comfortable wearing rather than what is the trend at the moment you mm-hmm. know and speaking of skin obviously that is really important that brides look after their skin because if their skin isn't good you can't do your job I suppose to the best of its ability too with the canvas that you're given so that is an important step for for ladies when they get engaged I suppose to start looking at their skin and then their makeup will just I suppose be the icing on the cake then if they have good skin underneath well, the way I kind of approach the situation now, Lisa, is like uh, skin has always been in and it shouldn't be something that you take care of 
or do or put a lot of time into just for the run up to one day in your life. I think you should always mm-hmm. take care of your skin. I think it's very important to get into a good skin routine. Like I have an 11 year old daughter and she knows every night she has to use her face cloth, clean her face mm-hmm. morning and night. And I think that's really, really important. And I think if you can do that all the way along, then it does help. But obviously, mm-hmm. if you haven't been that kind of a person, then what I've seen is a lot of the times people will try and fix their skin problems with their makeup. So mm-hmm. I would be of the opinion that when somebody comes to me and books in, they'll get the quick question, what, what weighs your skin? Like, how do you feel about your skin at the moment? Do you think you need to do an online consultation or go to a professional that may be local to you? Now's the time to start doing that. You don't need to buy into having to buy 10,000 products mm-hmm. or going on a, like a crazy regime. Like that should be what it's about. I think it's all about feeling comfortable with what you're doing, that you can continue doing that after your wedding day. Mm -hmm. But if you do put the time and the effort into it, it does make your makeup last so much longer. Your makeup will sit so much nicer on your skin. It just makes a world of difference. Exactly. And we should all be looking after skin every day. And even if it's only, you know, you you might only have three or four products, if it's moisturizer, if there's an SPF or, you know, some hydrating products, all those help, especially for those who aren't into going for consultations or kind of I suppose getting sucked into all of the products out there because once you have a few right products that will help anybody yeah I completely agree and I like the way that you said that that people get sucked in and they do it's almost like they feel like oh my friend got married like last week and she went on her her skin plan and my other friend now she's talking about doing it and it's that like that shouldn't be the Mm. case like everything about your wedding everything that you do individual it's mm-hmm. personal it's yours it shouldn't be about anybody else it shouldn't be how something worked for somebody else and like I say this in all elements of people's lives you can take bits and pieces of what people do but make them be your own so like even I know Jennifer Rock the skin nerd she does fantastic online skin cons- consultations whereby they'll figure out what type of skin you have what type of products would suit you and then you can work with those and then maybe on the run-up to your wedding you can get a lovely hydrating facial or mm-hmm. you could have you know your nice exfoliating facial to give your skin that lovely boost and then have your hydration one the week of your wedding like it's just it's very specific and it's mm-hmm. very individual so I would always kind of steer people towards getting that professional advice and then to take them from there themselves so they're educated mm-hmm. and can move past their wedding with it so it's sustainable. Exactly. And just not to get overwhelmed, I guess, as well with it. So coming back to the morning of the wedding, obviously there's there could be a lot of faces in the house to be painted for you. So you have mother of the bride, you have the bride, you have bridesmaids. When it comes to, I suppose, a timetable, that is really important that there should be a timetable in the house the morning of the wedding that everyone can look at. But do you advise brides on what time you're going to turn up or do you have kind of a rule of thumb for those trying to work out the timings? Is it an hour per face? Should you be finished an hour before they need to leave the house? How do you how do you work that time for you? Okay, so the thing with me is I'll normally give the bride a guide, but it's literally this kind of like skeletal bones of the morning so that they have an idea as to how it's going to run. But I don't give anything very structured because mm-hmm. I just find that's very regimental and it takes away that kind of nice, easy, breezy morning away from it. And it's it's almost like sometimes I'll find with other hairstylists or with photographers, it's like, you have to be here at this time. You have mm-hmm. to be sitting down at this time. You have to, like, 
you don't have to be doing anything but i think if you've got somebody there that obviously does this all the time they should have an idea like i'd be the type of person that i will come and without even checking my watch i would literally be able to tell you what time it is mm-hmm. do you know so like it could be an hour before I have to finish and I'll know that dad is still going around with his hair standing in his head and he hasn't even gone in the shower. And I just <laughs> gently say to somebody, oh, you might just tell the boys now to start getting ready. You know, it's all, mm-hmm. it can all be done very like kind of easy going mm-hmm. without. Now, the other side of it is, is it does depend on the bride. So if you have a bride who, and I don't like to use very, words very highly strong because, you know, for different reasons, people react different ways. But if you have somebody that needs structure and they need a timetable, I think then fair enough, do something up for that kind of a person. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I think just keep it all very easy going. Mm. Once people know, OK, the makeup artist is arriving at whether it's 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. and then the photographer is arriving at 12 p.m., the flowers are arriving at another time. Once people in the house know, OK, this is what time people are arriving at, once they're here, job done kind of thing so I think that's something and obviously that's something the bride and and yourself would have a conversation maybe about where you would know typically what time you would need to arrive and you would just say to them look I'll be there for that time and and then that puts their mind at ease yeah as I was saying you just kind of give them the bones and the idea Mm. so normally like I would allow an hour for the bride's makeup and it would never take that long and then in or around 35 minutes per bridesmaid but it's funny because like the doorbell might ring and somebody go, mm. oh my God, who's that now? And I would say, oh, that's definitely the florist. I wouldn't even need to look at my watch. I would know <laughs> it's the florist. Do you know, like yeah. everything just has its own timetable. So I think that even in itself kind of puts people's mind at ease going, oh, she knows where we're at. And mm-hmm. you'll find that they'll come back to you going, are we okay for time? You know, mm-hmm. Do we need to do this, that and the other? But if I find that people are dilly-dallying or if they're hopping in and out of my chair, it's just very easy to say, look at the guys, Tactic's going to be here at this time. He or she is going to want to have this done. So let's just, everyone kind of focus a small bit now. And then it's fine. Everyone just goes about mm. their wisdom. They get on with the day. They get married. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I know. It's so lovely, though. Uh, do you have any favorite products that you use on brides? Like, I know there's probably maybe foundations that people might think are always used, you know, for to last well in the day. But do you have products that you love to use or that are always pulled out of your makeup bag for brides? Um, not necessarily because like as I said before, it's always so individual. Like mm-hmm. I mean something I may use on you is something that I would never use on myself. So it all depends on the person really. Mm-hmm. Um I know that I am a skin orientated makeup artist. Like for me it is literally all about your base and getting that base right. Flawless filter is one of my absolute favorite products. So no matter whether you're oily, dry combination it's going on you but it will go on you to suit your face so that's one thing that i absolutely love um when it comes to foundations i love light layers and just building them so that the bride doesn't feel like she's wearing makeup i think that's really really important Mm -hmm. and then also i love cream products i use a huge amount of cream products which can frighten people but you get that gorgeous soft definition with them and then you're not setting them with big big heavy powders you're just going in very gently with something that corresponds each specific area so yeah I wouldn't have we'll say favorites and I think because the makeup world just moves so Mm. fast you know and you try to keep up with that all the time and you try to keep your kit 
I suppose, on trend because people love makeup. They love watching it. They love following it. And if you have a bride going, do you have, and I've saw this, you know, you want to make sure that you've got every kind of bits and pieces there. But my, my kit does have affordable to high end. Mm-hmm. I like mixing both of those together because I just think makeup has moved so much. And I suppose one element of the makeup that brides might go out and purchase for themselves is their lipstick so that they, you know, they have it and they'll always know then that was their wedding lipstick as well. I have my guesses on what popular ones might be. I'm not sure if they are. So possibly Mac Velvet Teddy or Charlotte Tilbury Pillow Talk just from, again, probably Instagram in the last couple of years. Am I close? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Like you'll even see those on like Pinterest put beside the perfect gorgeous pair of Jimmy Choo's and their wedding dress like and they all lined up together but yeah and I think as well um, what can draw people to products is their packaging because they're mm-hmm. obviously going to photograph really nice so like I'll say to my bride sometimes pick up yourself a nice kind of Chanel powder because in your picture you'll have that gorgeous like it's very timeless mm-hmm. so yeah with MAC I think MAC for me would probably be one of my favorite brands for lipsticks mm-hmm. you'd be talking about creme cup nice kind of a nudie soft kind of pink bow a little bit darker velvet teddy as you said has that kind of deeper kind of a brown undertone to it Mm. honey love is another gorgeous one peach blossom beautiful spring summer color um and then with charlotte tilbury you've got dance floor princess and pillow talk would probably be the two most popular and i find that people do veer towards the muted nude tones more so than anything mm-hmm. um if you have like if you have a bride that always wears her red lip or her her coral red lip or her deep like burgundy tones then i'd be like oh my god you have to do that that's who you are that's who people know you as mm-hmm. so stay true to who you are and when you open your wedding album in 10 years time you won't be completely just drawn to your lip because that's what you're used to seeing. Whereas if you were a bride that wouldn't normally wear a lip like that and it being very strong, you know, mm-hmm. you might look at it and only see that when you open up your album. And it could be something that would deter you from doing that. So I would always just say, play it very safe with your makeup, but do what you know would suit you. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, I was actually talking to some of my friends who are getting married and I said that I was going to be chatting to you and ask them if they'd any kind of makeup questions because obviously they're they're planning at the moment. So they're thinking about that wedding day look. And one of the girls would very, like nearly every day would have quite a good, like a smoky eye or a, a, a deep eyeliner. And she wants to do a smoky eye on the wedding day and people are kind of saying like, I wouldn't be doing that. But to me, I would expect her to do that because that's, that's her and that's her look so I suppose what's your kind of take on that then with obviously a lip is is one thing but what about going for like a smoky eye yeah I wouldn't like I wouldn't be encouraging her not to do it because it's a smoky eye but I do think though and it's coming back to the skin again I think if your skin is absolutely gorgeous and you can kind of come to like a mutual agreement on the smoky eye like that it's not a black or dark Mm -hmm. purple smoky eye that you can do gorgeous golden brown muted like really beautiful smoky eyes and and really pull out the color and the tone in her eye Mm -hmm. then like I I would always say do that like I mean whatever is going to make you look amazing Mm -hmm. go with that and if that's a smoky eye do it I had a bride once that wore a dark gray matte smoky eye and like a really soft pink lip and she had blonde hair it was just stunning on her like her eyes nearly popped out of her head Mm -hmm. and it was just beautiful you know 
and she probably looked more like herself as well you know she wasn't pretending to be somebody else by by picking something I suppose a bit more traditional looking or more bridal looking but she was she was true to her personality on her wedding day of course yeah and like I mean you can look at it you can look back and go oh that was a makeup look that I used to do at that time what was I thinking but when you meet your professional makeup artist and they can kind of not convince you but see let you see other ways of doing it that will be a bit more timeless then mm-hmm. absolutely go with it definitely like I mean look at celebrities look at the makeup that they wear on their wedding days you know I do think that for a long time their Irish people were of the opinion barely their makeup like you were coming mm-hmm. from a time where if even a bride wore a lipstick that would have been the top and bottom of it mm-hmm. so to have makeup come along so much just because there's so much makeup, it doesn't mean you have to wear it all, but there's a right way of wearing it for you. Mm-hmm. And then the wedding day is very long and it's, especially in the weather we're having at the moment, it's very warm. You're talking about function rooms then and dancing. So how do you how do you make the makeup, I suppose, last? Like, is there tips that brides might need to do to a little bit of powder after dinner? Or how do they make that look last as well into the into the night as it did first thing in the morning? Yeah, so I think it is all about the application, Lisa. And then when you start off and get that right good base with the skin and have the skin prepped properly, Mm -hmm. and then you do your lovely light layers that they work together, you're not applying a huge amount of makeup onto the skin. And if you have a lot of makeup on, it has to find somewhere to go. And as you said, between whether it's sunny outside or whether it's not, you're wearing a wedding dress. Mm -hmm. So that in itself, plus as well, just with nerves and everything, your body temperature is up. So you are going to sweat that little bit more. Um, and then you're obviously going to be dancing and stuff. So this is kind of the idea I've always had with makeup, regardless of whether you're a bride or not. You should always be very mindful that you put makeup on your face and it needs to be taken care of. It's going back to the old age way of thinking, I just have to powder my nose. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the bathroom, if you see that you have a little bit of shine, get your tissue or your blotting paper and just take that down and then... Mm-hmm. What I normally recommend for my brides would be to use, so I would use a beauty sponge or a beauty blender. And what's left on that is almost like a buffer, like a rubber. Mm -hmm. So from once they have that shine taken down, they'll just use that to kind of pat through their face and it brings everything back to the way it was. You don't want to have to be applying makeup on top of makeup because then Mm -hmm. you have the problem with oxidization and where the oils and, oh, it just can get so messy and it can change the color of your makeup. So I would say just a nice powder. I know Charlotte Tilbury does a gorgeous one. Mac do a fantastic one. And to have that little compact in your bag with your your beauty blender, you're good to go. I mean, a little touch up. I normally say even for nighttime, switch over to a lip gloss. It's so much easier to apply. Mm -hmm. You have that nice sheen on your lip. Bring a little cold pencil, whether it's a brown or a black, if you haven't applied that in your waterline, it's just a quick way to change up your makeup and it makes it a little bit smokier for the nighttime too. So they're just alternative ways to make your look look different without having to bring a makeup artist with you or just easy tricks to keep it fresh. Oh, I love them. I'm going to do them myself the next time I, I get out or get to a wedding myself. Now, it's going to be a while until you have probably your next bride, obviously based on everything that's happening. Um, in the world at the moment and you have kind of changed your business to go virtually with one-to-one lessons so I think this is a great idea for brides who've had to postpone maybe or hen party kind of get-togethers with their bridesmaids so can you tell us a little bit more about that? 
Yeah, so I started last year, I came up with my makeup movement, which was an initiative I started for just trying to incorporate every aged woman into makeup. It wasn't just about my bridal. It was kind of another avenue that I wanted to deliver this kind of a real life message to people that, first of all, your makeup can make you feel good, but then there's other elements in your life that you need to incorporate into that. So then I decided to bring my mature and my young models together to show people that makeup is for everybody. So in September, what I did was I started bringing a mature and a younger model on stage. So I was doing one and then I had a, another professional makeup artist with me doing the other. And what we did was, was we ran from top to bottom with makeup from the start of a look to a finish and show people that makeup is literally for every single age. So then obviously I had all these events planned for this year and they just couldn't go ahead because of everything that's happened. So I had to find a way to adapt that situation because I didn't want to lose that message. I just felt it was, people were taking so much from it. So I decided to move the whole thing online. So how I do that is I do one-to-one -one lessons through Zoom and then I also do group lessons. So the group lessons are basically brilliant for the likes of a group of friends that haven't seen each other. It's almost like a mini makeup party. Or if you've got a bride who had to cancel her wedding, she may be living in Australia. She's not going to get home to see her girls, her bridesmaids. It's lovely on the day of their the hen party should have been on that they can all come on and meet together, but also learn at the same time and have fun. It's very relaxed and easy going. Great idea for like a birthday gift and stuff like that. But then with my one-to-one -one lessons, it doesn't matter what age you are. And I've had like every single age group from like, like teenagers right through to a woman in her seventies. So it's just so lovely that I have opened up this channel for people to connect with each other or for people who are on their own to mm -hmm. have somebody that they can tap into and have a chat with, but also learning at the same time. So you have all these products on your table at home and you don't know what to do with them. You have all these brushes and they're in makeup bags and you just don't even know where to start. So you just, you, you'll run away from it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's nice that they have this opportunity to bring all that together now and connect with people again. And I'm sure it gives those taking part like confidence in themselves now that they know what to do and what a little bit of makeup can do it makes us all feel amazing so now having the information from you to go ahead and they know how to maybe do their eyeshadow or their eyeliner or you know how to do their base that must bring such confidence to people especially at the moment when we're all kind of stuck at home and we, we just need a lift and as well I think people want to learn people want to kind of pick up a skill now and I think for women knowing how to apply your makeup and how to make it make you feel good like that is really important to our self-esteem. Oh, absolutely. Like, and it's so funny. Some of the women that have like done the one-to-ones with me have been sending me pictures since saying, Oh my God, look at my makeup today. I'm so happy with myself. And like some people would say, Oh my God, that's so vain to want to do a makeup lesson and to want to look good. But I genuinely think if you wake up in the morning and you can confidently put a little bit of makeup on to make yourself feel better, mm -hmm. when you look in the mirror, every time you look in the mirror, you are going to feel better. Even if you don't, mm -hmm. you will get that lift. So I think it's really important to put that message out there for people, you know. That's amazing. That's really, really amazing. So, Sandra, I'm nearly at the end and I have one question left for you. And it is, 
what is your top tip or piece of advice that you would give to anyone who's planning their wedding at the moment? Oh my God, top tip. <laughs> I have so many tips I could give. Okay, my top tip, I'll, I'll bring it back to the type of person that I am. Um, I would say enjoy it. That is the most important thing that you can do. Enjoy that you're marrying your forever person. And trust the people that you've booked. Trust your suppliers. Just remember that it's like one of the happiest days of your life. Like that's what it's all about. Just take the moment to stand back and look at people enjoying themselves and look at all the people that have come there for you for that day. Like just, that's all I can say. Just enjoy it. Amazing. Well, Sandra, thank you so much for joining me today. And I can't wait to see pics of your beautiful brides in the coming year. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Lisa's Wedding World. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you would like to get in touch, you can find me on Instagram at Lisa's Wedding World.